Welcome to the Renovate Church Sermon Podcast. At Renovate Church, we are passionate about teaching God's Word in such a way that you really get to know the heart and character of God and where you can apply the truth of Scripture to every aspect of living. We believe that God's Word is relevant and has the power to transform your life. We're excited for this most recent sermon and we hope it blesses and encourages you. Tony, that was powerful, bro. Ah, I'm four years out, and I'm already crying. (laughs) Yeah. I was asking the Tolmans this morning, are you ready for this? And they said, like, no. (laughs) I'm not either. (laughs) Yeah. That's the, the voice of experience right there. Yeah. Um, but it's precisely that, and, and it's so related to what we're talking about, the Holy Spirit. There's, there's so many things that are far beyond our reach, right? I, I, I have some, so many times in regards to that, to, to my children, I, I've said, like, I know what, this can't be done, but I, I, I wish I could just transfer my relationship with God, the things that I've, that I've experienced, the things that I've known, just just. Just rub them off. Just some kind of osmosis right there and, and, and kind of imparted. Of course, there's impartation that is done, but there's a, an individual relationship with God that they have to develop and, and, and our girls are developing. And, and, and just at the beginning of this year, uh, God really said something really very clear to me in regards to that because he said the only two things you can do is this. You, ha- you can model it. For sure, we need to model the word, not just teach and model it. Teach it with example. And also, another thing that is extremely important, make sure that you expose your kids in atmospheres of glory. Make sure you are there. Make sure you bring them to that place. And I'll do the rest, the Holy Spirit says. But make sure you, you, you bring them, you expose them to that glory, and God will do the rest. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for everything you are. Holy Spirit, you're here. You're here. Mm. Such a beautiful presence is your presence, Lord. We rejoice in you. We rejoice in you because um, in our nature, in our sin, we, we, we weren't supposed to be able to experience this. But by your redemption... Jesus, we have access. We have access by your grace. And it's so immense and it's so amazing that we cannot fathom what an opportunity this is. Forgive us for the times that we take it for granted. Forgive us for the times that we just have better things to do. But we are here before you now. The here and now, we're here acknowledging your presence with the Holy Spirit. Speak to us today. Speak to us today. Hmm. We are, as a church, and uh, there are different, I, I, I like when God speaks through very specific words, and in this uh, last, I would say, couple of years in my life, God has, has really brought a word to me for, as a, 
uh, as a rema, as a revelation uh, to my life. Uh, through through the, the uh, COVID and all that, the word was navigate. And we used the word navigate far too many times. And uh, because it implied that it wasn't a straight line, it was, it was a lot of adjustments, right? When we were navigating in the, the, the men's and the, the fishing, uh, men's retreat, what up, what up? Yes. The fishermen of the house. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got the price. I got the price. That's not Photoshop. That's real. When I showed it, when, it, when, when, I, when I showed it to Rich, he was like Thomas, like the disciple Thomas. He, he doubted. He said, like, ah, oh, you did that trick of putting it close to the camera, you know, like, 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 like holding the pyramids or something. The trick, and it's like, no, dude, that's for real, and I have witnesses. <laughs> uh, but the word for this time is shift. We have, we have said it many times, many times, shift. God has, been, God has been doing a shift in us, not just individually, but as a congregation, as a group. Uh, uh, there, there's a shift going on. And it's not surprising that God is doing a shift on us because there's a shift going on all around us, right? There's shift going on around us uh, in the natural world. There's growth that is going on in the city. There are things that are changing. And when things are changing, that, does, that may surprise us or we may be marveled by it, but it doesn't surprise God. He knows everything, right? It, 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 I love when Tato was here when he was saying, like, you think God is surprised by the pandemic, the elections, and then we were like, oh, no. No, 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 God, God knows everything. God knows everything. And, and if we tap into to the presence of God and our relationship with God, he'll, he'll guide us through those changes and through those uh, different seasons. And there's a shift that, that is going on. And, and, and even, even us going into this um, um, uh, topic of the Holy Spirit, Spirit-led life, it is a shift for us. This is, originally, this wasn't in our plans to go this in this way, but God is bringing us to, to more solid food, right? To more solid food. The scripture says that, that we should not remain being children all our lives, right? We, there, there's a growth that happens. And in the growth, we should not be settled just uh, by, by, by the milk as the babies, but we, we, need to, we need to bring ourselves to eat more, more solid food. That's the growth. If there's no growth, there's something wrong, right? If there's no wrong, if, a kid does, if, if there's no growth, if a, if a kid doesn't grow, you, you, you take him to the, to the doctors and get him checked out and, and start treatment because there's something that is not natural. That's not the way they're supposed to be. Their growth charts, those of you who have little babies are, are very attentive to that, right? Paying attention to that. Uh, uh, Travis and Tori was tell, were telling me the, uh, last week uh, about, about the growth chart, right? Now you're very aware of that. And, and baby Denver is like, like, like all, all the way and beyond, right? Oh, the, the, that growth chart. And, and because there's a growth that happens. And that is the shift that God is doing. It's an invitation, that God has been giving us because he doesn't force us to that, right? He doesn't force us. God doesn't force himself to, any, to, to anybody. In, in the grand scheme of things, God has a plan in, for eternity, but we have to decide be, to be part of that plan. The ultimate plan will be fulfilled. You think that, that, that the, the, the 
our new home and, and, and the new heavens and new Jerusalem is not going to happen. It's going to wait for us. It's not. But I want to be part of that. And God invites me to be part of that. God invites me to be part of his plans. But I have to decide because his plans are going to be fulfilled with or without me. But he wants, he wants to include me. He wants to include you. So there's an invitation. And, and, and it's like uh, the vision of uh, the prophet Ezekiel, Ezekiel 47. The other day, um, uh, Roddy referenced this, the vision of Ezekiel 47, in which the prophet was seeing a vision in which in the vision there, there, were water, there was water coming from the temple. And, and the water, like currents and currents of water, we're coming from the temple. You can read it there in, 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 your, in your own time. And, and the concept is this, and, and I want to, to really go, go there for, for a minute so, so you can see what it implies. Because it says that the water was flowing from the temple, and first, he was ankle deep, ankle deep. Many people have experienced ankle deep by knowing God, hearing about God, experiencing the first steps, first steps of, of, of a walk with the Lord. But is that it? Is that, is that all that it is? No. I always insist, if it, were, if it were just for salvation, if this life were just for salvation, when we, as drastic as it sounds, when we receive Christ as our Savior, we get a brain aneurysm and go to heaven. No time for sinning, no time for, for, for no, no, straight to heaven. Right there. Why does he have us here? There is a work to do, and there's a, and there's a kingdom to build. There, there, there's a good news to share. And in it, there, is, there are levels that God is inviting us to. So then we go to the knees, and we go to the knees. And, and, and we experience different things, different, different levels in, in God. And then to our waist, like the guys that were weight fishing, right? As they say, like, there's a different experience. Because it's a different experience. And what they were saying is that when you're, when you're to the waist, you can see everything that is happening around you. It's not just, you're, you're not disconnected from what's going on. You're part of, the, part of the mix when you're in the waist. You're into the waist, but that's not even the end of it. Because in the vision, Ezekiel says that then, then, then he was in a point that he was completely submerged. And it's interesting because he said that, like, you could swim across it. That's what's, what, what it says in that. You could swim across it, but you couldn't walk across it. That's, that's the way that he describes it. And there's a deep spiritual meaning in that. I mean, in, it, 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 when we walk, we're, we're controlling. We're, 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 we're kind of testing our, our, our footing into, none of this is in my notes, uh, testing our footing into, into what we are. And there's a, a kind of sense of assurance. And we, and we test it out, right? And we know and we have uh, 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 that self-assurance, that confirmation that we're standing in some, something firm. At least we have the illusion of it because sometimes we think that we are completely firm, but we're not, right? We have the idea of it. This is not in my notes either, but, but, but God is telling this to somebody today. Sometimes you say that you have, uh, many people say, you have trust issues. I've heard this, this in, in this last season many times. Trust issues, trust issues. And I was drive, as I was driving back from, from Port O'Connor yesterday, I, I, Lord, in, in the middle of the conversation, suddenly God, God brought this to, to, to my mind and said, like, 
you're trusting everybody that is coming in the, in the opposite direction in this road. You're blindly trusting everybody in the road every single moment. Ain't, 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 ain't that right? I mean, any, any, we're trusting that they're keeping in their lane, that they're doing the things right, that they're, because anytime that they make a mistake, our life is in their hands. I don't know if that's a happy Sunday thought for you. <laughs> but it's a realization of how fragile this is. We are trusting people all the time. We're trusting people all the time. So how come it's so difficult to trust God? Because it's that we think we have the illusion that we're walking, that we're testing our ground, that we're testing our footing. And that's why it says it, you cannot walk across it, but you can swim through it. And swimming, you are then not... You, it, it's another dynamic, right? It's a completely different dynamic. Jesus. And after that, after he was submerged from verse 6 and on, he says, he asked me, have you been watching, son of man? Then he led me back along the riverbank. This is Ezekiel describing the, vis the vision. He said, when I returned, I was surprised by the sight of many trees growing on both sides of the river. Then he said to me, the river flows east through the desert into the valley of the Dead Sea. The waters of the stream will make the salty waters of the Dead Sea fresh and pure. What happens in the Dead Sea? In the Dead Sea, there is no, there's no life. There's nothing in the Dead Sea. It's too salty. It says the fresh water is coming to the Dead Sea and where there is no life, it will bring life, right? It will bring life. There will be swarms of living things wherever the water of this river flows. Fish will abound in the Dead Sea, for its waters will become fresh. Life will flourish wherever this water flows. Fishermen will stand along the shores of the Dead Sea. All the way from Engedi to Englaim, the shores will be covered with nets drying in the sun. Fish of every kind will fill the Dead Sea just as they, as they fill the Mediterranean. And, and are you getting the picture? I mean, some, where there was no life, the, this water comes, flows, and, and creates life brings life it's it's the creative power there will be a new crop every month for they are watered by the river flowing from the temple the fruit will be for food and the leaves for healing that's so powerful because it, it's talking about the creative the creative power of the holy spirit that water is symbolizing the holy spirit It's symbolizing what the Holy Spirit that was in, in creation at the beginning. And the term, the Hebrew term for this, you're going to learn today is ruach. The ruach is, is, what, is what the Hebrews recognize that, that power, that creative power. Everybody say ruach. <laughs> at the end, right? <laughs> ruach. It's a powerful word because it's the, it's the first word in Scripture In Hebrew, that describes the Holy Spirit. In Genesis 1, we see the Holy Spirit, and we've referenced the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit was what? Above the waters. See what's interesting? The Spirit was above the waters, above, hovering above the waters. And when the Father said the word, then creation started. Then creation started the Ruach entered into operation 
enter into operation an invisible force. But, but the, Ho the Holy Spirit is not a force. It's a person. See, this is the power of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is a person. And we believe in, in, in this. And this is one of the great mysteries in our faith. That we have a trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But there are not three gods. It's one God. Three in one. It's not different manifestations of the God. It's actually three, but it's one. And we cannot comprehend that. That is, that is too much for our mind to comprehend. Because we are designed within limits. Our mind is designed with limits, with a beginning and an end, with order, with certain limitations. Our naturalistic view is it's like that. That's why we were talking the other day when people, we, uh, Pastor Dave, Rich, and I, we were, talk, we were having a great conversation, and, 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 and this came up. When you have only a naturalistic view, you're so limited. People nowadays think that by not believing in the supernatural, they are actually thinking in, 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 a, in a thinking level above us, and they're actually below us in that sense, right? Not below us in worth. That's not what I mean. In thought process. In thought, because they're limited. They cannot believe in anything beyond the natural. Beyond the things that they can see or confirm. So when we understand that there are other things, that, there, that there's the supernatural, then that brings us to a, to a different level. The Ruach. Water in scripture is a clear indication of the Holy Spirit. And we see it first in the waters and then we can see it throughout throughout scripture in many ways, but I, wanted to, I want to bring your attention to a specific uh, occasion in which, in which we see, and, and the Lord spoke to me so strongly, so strongly with this, and it's in John chapter 2, John chapter 2, and as um, the interesting thing is that I had already prepared this, but uh, I, yesterday we, we sat down, it was raining, right? So we sat down, school is over for us. So we sat down and, to, and, and, and watched as a family, we were watching uh, The Chosen again from, from the beginning. We're, we're, we're trying to binge watch as much as we can. We're, we're not very good binge watchers, but, but um, we were doing that. And by the way, exhortation, quick exhortation. If you want to do things that are worthwhile, take, take a time and, and look and view this as a family. This is a, a, an awesome thing that has been done. The Lord has spoke, spoken to us in so many ways through that. Do it with your kids also. Because there are many times that, 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 that are little details of the, of the stories, of the accounts of scripture that, that are missed, right? Oh, I didn't know that that was this. And then you, you start connecting the dots. So, so every time that we sit down and do this, I, I pray and I bless this production team and directors and whatnot because it's something so powerful, right? Something, so if you want to do something uh, productive if your kids uh, during this summer, I encourage you to do that. John chapter 2, uh, verse 1 through 11, is where Jesus performed his first miracle. His first miracle. And it's interesting because this is, uh, it's so odd that, that Jesus performed this miracle. And, and this was the first, this was what, what, what brought his ministry to public. 
And if you know the, the, the account, he was kind of reluctant of doing it. It was his mother, Mary, that asked him to do it. Asked him to do it, and he said, please, do this. And he, he actually said, it, it is not yet my time. You need to wait. This is, this is not it. She said, but she was so sure, and I, and I love that part when she says, she, Jesus said, it's not my time. And she just said to the servants, do whatever he's going to, he, he asks you. So she was already convinced what, of what was going to happen, right? She already knew that what was going to happen. She was counting on it. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of, Gal of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus and his disciples were invited into the wedding. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, what business do you have with me, woman? <laughs> My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he tells you, do it. See? See what I'm saying? Didn't I tell you? No. His mother said to the servants, whatever he tells you, do it. Now there was six stone water pots standing there for the Jewish custom of purification. Remember, every detail in the Bible is important. God has ministered my life with one word in a verse. Many times. Plenty times. We just... We brush so quickly. This life is so fast that we don't stop. We don't stop. That's why it's so biblical to stop. That what is a command to, 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 to pause. Because this life is so rushed that we don't pay attention. Hmm. The water pots for the Jewish custom of purification containing two or three measures each. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. So they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. And they took it to him. Now when the head waiter tasted the water, which had become wine, and did not know where it came from. But the servants who had drawn the water knew. The head waiter said, they called upon the groom and said to him, Every man serves the good wine first. And when the guests are drunk, then he serves the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. The beginning, This beginning of his signs, Jesus did in Cana of Galilee. And revealed his glory. And his disciples believed in him. Hmm. Do whatever he tells you. Mary said. This. Miracle of changing the water to wine. Is precisely. What we need to understand. That is our position. In acknowledging who the Holy Spirit is. To us now. First of all. We talked about the ruach, right? The water and, how, and the creative power and how things are done. And that's, a, that's what get things done. The Holy Spirit, the ruach, is the power that get things done. And then Jesus, Jesus came here in this moment and he took these pots that were used for the purification. A little context into that. They could not even eat. They could not do. A, 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 there were a bunch of things, part of the Jewish custom, that they had these water pots separated. Separated. They were made of stone. Separated to cleanse themselves. To cleanse themselves. That's, that's what I love. One of the things that I love about, about that series, Chosen, is that, that they, they try and they make a great effort into, into, 
and to bring in the, the, the reality of the time. Like Amy was saying, like, everything is so dirty all the time. It's like, yeah. I, I think they actually fall a little bit short in what it really is and what it really was and what it really is in many places in the world today. Right? It was, it, there's a lot of filthiness. There's a lot of, a, a lot of dirty, a lot of dirt, right? A, 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 lot of, a lot of things that you have to get rid of. And for them, it was not just, a thing, just not just a thing of sanitation. For them, it had a spiritual implication. They were actually failing to follow the law if they didn't cleanse themselves before a bunch of things, including eating, right? So it wasn't just something of uh, getting rid of germs. For them, in their, in, in their heart, it was getting rid of sin. Hmm. Cleansing. And there was a cleansing that happened. And the cleansing was what? Exterior. An exterior cleansing. And when the Holy Spirit was ministering in my life through this passage, and I had never seen it this way, never seen it this way until this week, that, that, that the Holy Spirit was kind of it's like, oh, you're taking me somewhere interesting here. What happened is this. Water turned into wine. That change... That change is from the outer part to the inner part. From the outer cleansing to the internal. Water into wine from operating in the outside after the fact. Check this out. The water came to cleanse after you were dirty. So it's after the fact. It's, an, it's, it's something that happens after the filth already comes into our life. It's to bring it out. It's exterior and it's after the fact. The wine is interior and it's before. The wine is interior and it creates an effect. It's a great difference because it's not after the fact. We are used to, and I think that when we were seeing about, about when, when we are onto our ankles and even to our knees... We're just reactionary all the time. We have trouble and we come to God. We have situations and we ask for prayer. We have this and that. But the fulfillment, the fullness of the Holy Spirit is beyond that. It's to be in you before the problem happens. It's to be in you before and to create a different reaction. See what that means? When the Holy Spirit is in you and is active in you, The problem will come because, again, I insist, people, people who are renegating their faith and renouncing their faith are saying, no, it's that there are problems. It's like, bro, read your Bible. It never says that there's not going to be problems. It says that in the middle of the storm, you'll have refuge. In the middle of the situation, there are promises that you activate. So it's not that the things won't come. It's that there's something in you before it comes. There's something that, that is in your life before it comes. The Ruach is in your life and brings life where there is death. It brings life in the middle of the valley of death, in the middle of the shadow. The, the significance of the wine was not superficial. It was not superficial. People, people tend to, to, even myself, I tend to brush really, really, through that story not understanding that it was a wedding and people say oh the, the wine is just to get drunk if you understand first of all the jewish custom 
is that the wedding, it wasn't just an event of, of a few hours or even a day. It was a, it was a matter of several days, right? In which they celebrated what? The fulfillment of a promise. The fulfillment of a pact, of a covenant. We have that. We in the Holy Spirit have the fulfillment of a promise. He was, he, he was promised to us. The Holy Spirit is the fulfillment of the promise. Pastor Dave this morning referenced John 14. And, it, and, and, and as, as, as you were referencing this morning, Dave, what the Holy Spirit was saying to me in that moment, is saying, it's not difficult to find that in Scripture. It's not coincidental that we run across the same verses and the same passages and the same promises. It's not difficult. It's not difficult. Open your Bible. Read it. Start a plan. Because if you are not familiar with the promises, how can you live by them? If you're not familiar with what is at hand and available to you in the moment of the storm, it happens like it's happening in America far too often. That a believer, a person that knows that is redeemed by the blood of Christ, is no different than the one that is not. And that can't be. That is a waste. I'm sorry. That is a terrible tragedy. Because we have access to something that is that it's not that it spares us from the turmoil, from the trouble, but we react differently because there is something that is not just after the fact in our life. The cleansing is not just after the fact. The Holy Spirit is in us and it, and it provokes a reaction. Ephesians 5 says, and compares that. Ephesians 5 says, the, the wine, it brings dissolution. It ruins your life. The drunkenness, it does be filled with the Spirit. And the Spirit will, will provoke a different reaction in your life. We're talking about this, about, about this reality of living in this way in which the Spirit of God, the Ruach, now operates from the inside and guides us to do things God's way. In John 14, 15, and 17, it says that, 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 that the Holy Spirit guides us to all truth. Guides us to the truth. Guides us to the truth. The truth. Truth, by definition, is exclusive. It's exclusive. Everybody nowadays, or many people nowadays, in the name of kindness, have renounced or have degraded the value of truth. I can be kind. I can be gentle. But I'm not renouncing to truth. The truth is Jesus. The truth is him. And there's no other way to the Father. No other way. But Jesus. The Spirit guides me. He is. He is that, 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 that what brings that clarity. Because it's not external. It's internal. My life is completely changed. My, my, my mind is transformed. Because he is the Ruach. He is the creative power in my life. In that passage is John 14. And, and I just encourage you, honestly, honestly, I didn't, I, I, and, and there is nothing, there's nothing wrong with putting up the verses and all that. But, but in this occasion, God really was, was putting in my heart, just, just put that in people, in the congregation's hands. Open your Bible this week. 
open your Bible. Go, go to, the, to the notes or, or put the, just look up, Google it, whatever, and, and take time. Take time. It's not a, a matter of time. It's a matter of priorities. It's a, it's a matter of discipline. And we need to have that discipline in our lives. Because if not, lately, and Wanda know this, knows this, and we've been saying, like, you know what? I've gotten to the point when there, when there are people experiencing different situations, different problems. I say, well, hey, I invite you to walk with the Spirit of God. I invite you to open your heart to, 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 to a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And then we'll talk. Then we'll talk. Because I found myself trying to talk solution and clarity to people and just... At the end, feeling that I'm just talking to a wall. There's nothing that's happening. Why? Because it's just superficial. It's external. It's just after the fact. When we have access to something, to the Holy Spirit to come and operate and come in us, then we'll see things, things different. We'll react different. When the Ruach is there, things are different. My invitation is, is to do that. Before anything else, declare Jesus as your Savior. Of course, that's number one. There's no access to the Holy Spirit without salvation. Do it publicly. Do it publicly. The, the scripture says it has to be done publicly. It has to be a public declaration. You believe in your heart, but, you're, but then, you're con, then you confess. And then, after that, the Holy Spirit is, is, is like Jesus did to his disciples. It blows He blew the Holy Spirit in them, imparted the Holy Spirit in them, but yet later on. I, that, that's the knees. That's the waist. That's the waist. Yes, yes, you got the Holy Spirit. Now, now, now you're seeing, like the waiters, you're, you're seeing things around you. You're in the mix, but that's not even the end of it. You're invited to go in the deep end, to be submerged. So that operates in us. If the Ruach is not present, we'll just be patching up the old beat-up shell with temporary things. If the Ruach is not present, that's the creative power. Understand? And since creation and the vision of Ezekiel and right here, it's the creative power. It's just so remedial what we do. Right? It's just so superficial. When we have the creative power of the Holy Spirit, when we have the Holy Spirit in our life, then things can change for real. There are people that try to do things their way, even to interpret Scripture their way. I was seeing the, the other day in the news, this, this pastor was in the news, and he was, saying, he was talking about racial reconciliation, hot topic at the moment, topic that I don't, I don't shy away from, None of you should either. None of you should feel guilty either. We are people of God, and we are, in, we are anointed to speak to this generation. And we have to do it in authority, but the authority of the Spirit. And he was talking about that and referencing 1 first, uh, uh, first Corinthians 5, Ministry of, Recon of Reconciliation. <laughs> I said, bro, you got it so wrong. You're way off. 
You're using scripture to, to make a political point, and that's so wrong. Because there, in the ministry of reconciliation, the, the apostle Paul is talking about, it's not between people of different races or people of different genders or, or whatnot. Ministry of reconciliation is talking about us reconciling with God. If that doesn't happen, none of this will be effective. If that doesn't happen first, if we are not connected into that, into that Holy Spirit in our life, we'll just be patching up things. And the thing is that when we do it in our strength, we'll end up ruining things, even with the intent of fixing. Is there more reconciliation in this country? Is there more of that? Or is it less? Have there, have there been, have there's been progress in the general sense? Of course not. It's been a there's been a degradation. Because even people, and I've talked to people and said, like, I know that you have a, you come from a good place in what you're trying to do. But you're doing it in the natural and you're doing it in your own strength. So if somebody that doesn't have Jesus in their heart, it's to be expected. They got nothing else. They just have a naturalistic view. They don't have any, 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 anything else, anything more to tap into. But we are, we are his bride. This that talks about the wedding, we are in the middle of that right now. Jesus Christ is our groom and we are his bride. And for that, there's a fulfillment of our promise. The Holy Spirit is the fulfillment of that promise. So we have access to that. So why do we keep operating in the natural then? Why do we keep using the same resources that people that don't have access to this use? We shouldn't. There's a ruach that is available for you and I that we should operate through it. We should let that fill our lives and that be our guiding our guiding light. It's time to let the ruach into your life. It's time to let the Holy Spirit into your life. Right, right there where you are, can you close your eyes? Well, the Holy Spirit um, ministered to me in, in preparation of this word was that the time of ministry, and I invite the, the worship team to please come here, um, was an individual time of, of, of prayer. Right, right where you are, right there where you are. Speak to God in your own words. Speak to God. Say, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge your presence. Holy Spirit, I acknowledge your presence. I know that I need you. I can't do things on my own. If I do things on my own, even when with the intent of doing things right, I'll end up in ruin. I fall so short. I fall so short that my own effort, my own strength, my own ability backfires. Only your creative power, only your ability, only your strength is what gets things done. I invite you to my life, Holy Spirit of God. I invite you to my life. You are, you are the spirit of the living God. I don't want to be reactionary just after the fact I really want you to, to indwell in my life how, how, how it was promised and how it was intended hmm. Jesus
Thank you for that opportunity. Right there where you are, just keep speaking to God. Keep praying. Lift up your voice. And right there, just speak to God. Speak to God. Speak to the Holy Spirit of God. Speak to the Holy Spirit of God. Oh, Jesus. Hey, we are so glad that you joined us for our service this morning. If you are interested in learning about how you can start a relationship with Jesus, we would love to be here to talk that through with you. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 12, that whoever has the Son has life. And we really believe that here at Renovate. So again, if you want to start a relationship with Jesus, if you're just interested in learning more about the faith, you have questions, we'd love to hear from you as well. Or if you want to grow as a follower of Jesus or get more involved in what we're doing, we'd love to hear from you. So just go ahead and comment on the platform that you're at or reach out to us by email at info at renovatechurch.com. Again, we're so glad you were able to join us. We hope you have a great week and we look forward to hearing from you soon.